with a vision, where we discuss all things supervision. I'm your host, Sarah, professional counselor, marriage and family therapist, play therapist, eating disorder specialist, and cookie lover, with my co-host, Heather, marriage and family therapist, certified together in Texas counselor, a Texas transplant from California, and outdoor adventurer. Hi, welcome to Supervision with a Vision. Today, Heather and I are talking about important components of coping as a counselor. The article we read this week is The Healthy Mind Platter, published by Psychotherapy Networker 2020. And Heather, the first component of coping as a counselor, according to this article, is having attention. I have a child loves to cook. Hmm. And so I really try during those times that we're cooking to just focus on our time together and make dinner or Mm -hmm. lunch or these days, it could be anything. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What does he do when you're cooking that you know you're, you've got a lot of attention on each other? I think we talk about what we're making, but he also knows who in the family is going to like what. And so he's oh. talking about other people. He always wants to make extra. He has banana bread memorized. If we're going to cook banana bread, he's like, who are we giving the extra one to? Because it's a double batch oh, recipe. Fun. So he's already aware yeah. of what's going on. I like that time together because it's something that I will get into it with him and be completely focused just on that. Mm-hmm. He's really attentive towards other people's needs and wants right and what the two of you are doing at the same time i was thinking i've noticed a lot of making time to do these things or they were maybe a small part of my routine Mm -hmm. i like doing it but it wasn't always as big a part of my routine making sure i'm putting my phone down and kind of being annoyed when i'm with someone who's not putting their phone down (laughs) okay even more so than i used to be i'm going i put my phone down did you see me this is my cue put Mm -hmm. your phone down making eye contact I don't know if you feel this way, but making eye contact with people in person feels Mm -hmm. so different than making eye contact with someone through a virtual telehealth appointment. It's a completely different feeling. I think that's the thing I'm missing. Mm -hmm. All day long, I'm looking at someone on a screen, but it it just feels so different to me. A different level, deeper level of connection to do that actually in person. Right. I feel like I need it. The other thing that I've noticed, all of my sessions are virtual right now. Mm -hmm. So I have zero in-person play sessions. I realized this weekend I went to go see some family. That family has kids <laughs> and I haven't seen kids in person for a right. long time. I loved every bit of play and I even caught myself just watching mm-hmm. them play mm-hmm. and thought I haven't done this in real time right. in a really long time. Well, And it was part of your life for mm-hmm. hours a day nonstop. Right. And so it's a big shift. Right. So I'm already know that I'm creating that for myself at home, but in the presence of kids, in real life, Mm -hmm. I could tell, wow, I'm really missing this. This is something I need. Yeah. Apparently I need to sit on the floor and play cars every once in a while. I think we all need play. That's a whole nother podcast. Yes. Yes. (laughs) But I could, I really felt the difference and I was both sad and happy that, oh, I get to do this today. And man, I need to do this. Right. Those are times where I've really noticed recently the need for attention and with all the things that I do for my own Mm -hmm. personal coping. Mm -hmm. I was trying to think of how 
this applied to my supervisees and I. Right. I think that I do this and I sometimes question myself or argue with myself internally a little bit. When I spend time with my supervisees during our supervision hour and it's focused on just being attentive to each other. Mm-hmm. I'm asking about their kids. Right. Or I'm asking about their weekend. Right. Something and, you knew they were doing. Right. An event or something. Right. Not necessarily counseling specific, mm-hmm. but is important to them, personal to them. Right. And we're just asking those questions of each other. Just, I don't want to call it a check-in. That makes it too formal. This is attending to each other. Right. And I think I notice one, that previous to all Zoom meetings, I would minimize that. Right. It wasn't a focus. Right. If we did it, I was thinking, okay, we got to get past this to get on to talking about clients. I notice that I'm doing it more and there feels like a greater need for it in each supervision session. And I've noticed, especially doing it over Zoom and on video platform is that it's almost like we strive for that connection even more because it's different. Mm -hmm. But as we strive for that more connection, it makes it more important. It makes us realize this is something that's fundamental. Mm -hmm. Heather, the second point in our article this week is the need for awareness. How do you think you're meeting your awareness needs Mm. lately? I I don't know. It it comes and goes. (laughs) This weekend, I was on a camping trip and had an opportunity to paddleboard. Mm. And I love paddleboarding. Mm -hmm. And I was realizing as I was standing up on the paddleboard that, oh, wow, I have some tension that really needs to be worked out. So that's exciting because paddling will work out those shoulders and it will be really good. But I was realized I wouldn't, if you'd asked me if I was carrying tension, I would have told you no. Wow. I didn't know that paddleboarding could do that for you. So standing there balancing, you were more aware of. You can feel how you're supposed to be. I know how I'm supposed to feel on the board and how I was standing and was not the same thing. Interesting. Huh. Maybe similar. My outdoor yoga class, I think I get a lot of that from that Mm -hmm. class. Every once in a while, a new teacher will come along. But this weekend, a teacher that I really like was there and I hadn't seen her in a long time. So afterwards, I made sure to like wave Mm -hmm. and say hi a little bit. And she was talking to another woman who was saying how useful the outdoor yoga was, specifically outdoor. You hear and notice all the things around you. A big part of yoga is feeling grounded and feeling the floor beneath Mm -hmm. you and all those things. And she felt like outdoor yoga specifically pinpointed that and helped her to be more aware. And I thought it does this. That's why to me, this is a whole new thing. Mm -hmm. Outdoor yoga versus indoor yoga or yoga. Right. I experience it on on a different level. Right. It's a sweet spot. Mm -hmm. It's Mm -hmm. one of those that you really can connect with. Mm -hmm. Something else I thought about when I was trying to brainstorm ideas around how I'm coping with awareness is cooking. Of all the crazy things that people have bought out of the stores and you can't find any more of, I love that all the cooking aisle is bare. Right. People have been busy. Right. (laughs) That people are at home enjoying cooking things, making things for other people, Mm -hmm. that yeast is still something that's Mm -hmm. hard to find. I don't, prior to coronavirus, I had, I love to cook. I had never bought yeast. Ah, okay. And now I have a little stash of yeast and and that I'm using up slowly. So I'm appreciating it and apparently. Apparently, lots of other people are appreciating slowing down, having right. time to cook, what it makes to make it, mm-hmm. what it takes to appreciate it, share it. Right. All of those parts, I think. Brings kind of just an awareness some, to your every everything you have going on. Yeah. A, a complete awareness. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The third point in our article related to coping as a counselor is having kind intention. And Heather, you and I talked a lot about what we thought kind intention meant and what that looked like. Uh, what are some things that you do or maybe part of your routine that involve kind intention? I think sometimes it's saying no, in my case, for kids. They're 
really excited about doing something or going to a certain event or something like that. And to step back, no, that probably wouldn't be the greatest thing for you. And giving permission to let that sit and be okay with it. Not just, oh, well, mom knows better, but thinking through the process, teaching it. So not a just because answer, but an answer that they might not want, but has a reason behind it and that you are available to them while they're understanding, wrapping their head around the why. Mm -hmm. And that it's not a just because, that you had a good reason. Right. And I think those are those moments where I was very intentional about my choice, not just because I want to be the boss or because I think Mm -hmm. that I know better. Like power and control. I was having a hard time thinking of practical examples of when I have kind intention in high school. I can't remember if I've told you this before, Heather. In high school, I swam. I swam for a long time. Mm -hmm. High school, younger, college. On top of being a high school swimmer, I was also always boy crazy. Okay. A lot of my decisions when I was younger were driven by who was cute Mm -hmm. and how I could be closer to that person. Right. Um, so one day in high school, I decided that there was a cute boy on the diving team and I could be on the diving team. Okay. So I talked to the, my coach who I love and who was my coach for a long, long time. And I asked him if I could be on the diving team. And he said, uh, okay, well, you can try out. You can practice one time with the diving team. We'll see how it goes. And I, there's this whole pattern or okay. process okay. of not, you don't just jump off the diving board like mm-hmm. in when you're swimming in the summer at the pool. Right. There's a process to it. And I did that twice three times tops okay before he said okay come here and standing on the pool deck had me walk up to him and he very sweetly said go over there and swim some laps I didn't get it at first you go do what you know how to do mm-hmm. I did I was I'm sure I gave him a sad face and I walked back over to the rest of the swim team and swam later I asked him and he said you're gonna hurt yourself it was with really good intent every single bit of it mm-hmm. that he let me try mm-hmm. that he stopped me before I hurt myself right? and when he did stop me he didn't say it in an embarrassing embarrassing way. Right. He said it in a really kind, quiet way. You just go back over there where mm-hmm. you're supposed to be. He was doing it with right. good, kind intention. Right. I think kind intention is important because it's easy to fall into the pattern of wanting more, wanting to strive for the next thing, wanting to go. And I think if you're in a position where you have to stop someone or say, they know we won't be part of that. Not because mm-hmm. we wouldn't support you in it or because mm-hmm. it's something great, but maybe we just know that's not our skill set. Right. I think that's where it becomes practical for a supervisor. Right. How often as a supervisor are we telling someone no, Mm -hmm. telling someone yes, Mm -hmm. giving them guidance, and also letting them do what they want to do without being emotionally connected to their decisions in a way that prevents them from making their own decisions. Right. Uh, I'm thinking about times I told someone, a supervisee or previous supervisee about a job opportunity. Mm -hmm. I thought it was a great fit, a great opportunity. This this would be so great for this person. And they decided it wasn't the right fit for them. Right. I'm not then emotionally connected to that or upset with them. I think, well, good. I'm actually glad they make decisions for themselves. They They made their own choice. Mm -hmm. What about setting a limit with a supervisee? Can Mm -hmm. you imagine a situation where you would set a limit with a supervisee and tell them no, but with kind intent? Right. I have a very good example. And I think this is probably more relevant to your supervisees that are brand new. Mm -hmm. Because I do tell my supervisees, I'm accessible. You can get a hold of me. It's okay to text me and say we need to talk today. Mm -hmm. But you also don't need to give me all the details. 
Just <laughs> we will connect today. I think I've changed how I've put that out there now. Be structured a little mm. differently. But I had told the supervisees that it was fine. Let me know what you need. Three weeks in, I was talking to my supervisee every day because <laughs> she didn't want to make a wrong decision. If she had said something to a parent during parent consult, that she wanted to make sure it was the right thing. And if those things were hard for her to wait on. Mm-hmm. A couple of times, she really did need to check in. She went from having zero clients to seven in a week. Oh, and yeah, then, that's, I mean, a, big that's a lot. Right. For anybody. Right. So I was trying to be patient with it. But I think my my kind intention towards her was setting that limit and saying, absolutely, the big things you can contact me on. Mm-hmm. The other things can wait. Mm-hmm. Sure. Yeah. Imagine down the road, two years in, right. you're still supervising her and she still needs right. a, an okay to go ahead with any little right. decision. And we have not launched successfully. Right. It hasn't done her any favors. Absolutely. Right. And it might be uncomfortable the first couple of times she goes, oh no, but I want to call Heather. Mm-hmm. And she told me right. I need to make this decision on my own this right. time. It is tough. So. I'm thinking about, sadly, sometimes where I didn't feel kind intention Okay. in a supervisee, mm-hmm. supervisor situation. I, at first I was thinking about when you're helping a new counselor to plan treatment goals, um, discharging someone, stepping someone up to a higher level of care if needed. I think that involves a lot of support. And I definitely have had situations where what the counselor wanted to do wasn't what I was recommending or suggesting. Right. But that can still be done with kind intent. I, I know this doesn't feel good. I can see that you're unhappy with this decision. Mm-hmm. If right. we're making that decision, it's obviously best for the client. Right. But it doesn't mean it's always easy. No. I can remember some times where I was in a role that was more like the supervisee and I felt like I did not get kind intent. Mm-hmm. As a young counselor, I was in a situation where I often had to give the bad news. Okay. I felt like one, it's not my news. I didn't make the decision. Right. I hate this decision too. Right. And I felt like I was unprepared. Mm-hmm. So I know what it feels like to have the lack of kind intention. Mm-hmm. I can yes. remember a couple of times at an agency where I thought, this is the worst day ever. Mm-hmm. I'm delivering this news. I don't agree with it. Right. I don't like it. And I've got zero support in right. the delivery. I just have delivery. to go and do this right now. Right. I mean, I'm sitting here right now. I don't think that the person who was managing me or supervising me had a lot of kind intent right. when they right. sent me off to deliver this crummy news. I certainly didn't feel it. Mm-hmm. It makes me aware of what's it like for a supervisee when they're sent off with a new task or plan mm-hmm. to deliver news that they don't feel good about right. or they don't feel supported in. Right. That it doesn't always necessarily mean they agree with it, but mm-hmm. if they feel the lack of support in that, mm-hmm. it's a big deal. Yeah. And I think it can happen easily in uh, clinic situations, hospital situations, mm-hmm. where the counselor or the supervisee, the one that's giving the news, is the bottom of the food chain. No one else mm-hmm. wanted to do it. Mm-hmm. it kind of got dumped. I mean, that to me makes it more concrete. What does it look like and feel like to have kind intentions Mm -hmm. in the things that we're doing? And what does it look like and feel like with the lack of kind intention when we're doing things? Making it more, to me, more important that we always try to maintain that. Right. Well, today we talked about the components of coping as a counselor, attention, awareness, and kind intention. And these ideas can be found in The Healthy Mind Platter, published by Psychotherapy Networker 2020. You've been listening to Supervision with a Vision. Head on over to iTunes to subscribe, rate, and leave a review. Be sure to check us out on Facebook and Instagram at Therapy Academy to join the conversation and get show notes. We'll be back next week with more Supervision with a Vision.